Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the UWPM podcast. My name is CM, and I'm an incoming technical product manager at Formlabs over in Boston. I've been on the UWPM team for well over a year now, and I'm super excited to share my passion for product with all of you. So in today's episode, I'll be chatting with my good friend, Mark Azer, a former product manager intern at BlackBerry, and most recently, Datadog over in New York City. So Mark, why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ian, for having me on the podcast. Um, so I am a 4B computer engineering student here at the University of Waterloo. Um, so Datadog was my most recent and last internship, uh, which I, uh, as uh, you previously mentioned, I did in product management. So yeah, I'm graduating and I'm excited to be able to kind of talk about this experience in the product management life uh, with you and with everyone else that's uh, listening to this podcast and hopefully, you know, giving some useful information that'll potentially help some people out. Sounds awesome. So we'll get started right away. So before you dove into PM, what were you doing for your earlier internships or co-ops? Yeah, so uh, being in computer engineering, typically most people in my class are doing soft, some kind of software development. So that's also what I was doing. Uh, I got my first software development co-op in my second co-op, working as a front-end engineer at a company called Everts. Uh, Everts is a company based in Burlington, Ontario, that makes software and hardware for television networks. So... If you've ever kind of seen those behind the scenes in the booths at sporting events, you'll see all those machines and screens where they're controlling like the broadcast. So Everts is one of those companies that makes that hardware and software for those uh, those companies like ABC and and CBS uh, and CTV, etc. Um, so I worked as a front end engineer there on one of their web applications. Then after that, I uh, went to RBC in Toronto, working as an Android development on their primary uh, Android mobile banking app. Uh, so that those were the two software internships that I got. And then after that internship in RBC's one, I transitioned into PM and SAP. So you clearly had um, a very strong history in software engineering prior to jumping into PM. So how exactly did you manage to maneuver that transition from software into PM? Honestly, it was, I have a lot of it to thank to RBC itself. Um, not only did I learn, you know, a lot of things in the software development position itself, but one of the benefits of RBC is it's a very large company that hires a very large amount of interns. So while I was there, there was over 300 different interns just in our class. And it was the fall term, so in other terms, it would have been even bigger. But what that allowed uh, me to do is get a lot of networking. They held a lot of events for us interns to meet with each other as well as meet with leadership within RBC as well. And that's kind of what got my ideas rolling that, you know, I'd already kind of felt that you know, as much as software engineering is important and, you know, as many things I learned, I knew that software engineering wasn't really for me. Uh, I didn't enjoy, 
you know, coding just eight hours a day, five days a week. And I was kind of looking for something where I'd get to talk to more people and, you know, have more task variety and be more in control of the vision of the product and, you know, deciding where it's supposed to go and why it's supposed to go in that direction. So I use those networking opportunities to kind of figure out, it's like, okay, I know that this is roughly what I want. What is the job that provides me with these kind of tasks? And then that's kind of how I came across, you know, product management, project management, program management, scrum master, all these different kind of, uh, you know, job positions that are within that realm and that offer you like the opportunity to, you know, communicate more with those around you as opposed to, you know, just coding all day. Uh, so through those networking events, I, you know, determined that product management kind of seemed like what I wanted to do. And then after I came back to school and started applying for my next co-op, I started applying to some PM positions and then was fortunately able to get a position at SAP and haven't looked back since. So I feel like a large portion of our audience, you know, they can resonate with the idea that they don't necessarily uh, necessarily feel like software is for them. So they're really looking to transition into PM. So how technical do you feel a student has to be in order to in order to transition into PM and be successful at it? I would say being technical will never hurt you. Um, it's always great for you to have technical knowledge. But on the other hand, there are, depending on the company and the product that you'd be working on, it matters a whole lot less depending on that circumstance. So if you're working on a very technical product uh, that you know is meant for highly trained or advanced or intelligent users that are very tech savvy themselves, you know, technical skills in that case would probably be more useful. But if say you're working on something like a B2C product, something that's meant for the average consumer who you can't assume is gonna be tech savvy, uh, that is the kind of situation where, you know, the technical skills maybe aren't as important. Now, one thing I would say is even if you don't feel like you have the strongest technical skills, never not apply to a job because of that. Always apply to all the PM jobs that you can, you know, find, especially if you've never had one before, because you never know, like there's a lot of companies that, you know, they're hiring these PM interns and they realize, you know, you might not be the most experienced, but they're willing to provide you with that mentorship and, you know, cultivate the next generation of PMs. So they might not, they won't necessarily hold it against you if you don't have the greatest technical skills in the world. Um, but that being said, if you have the initiative, uh, if there's a certain technical area that you're interested in, I would definitely recommend trying to, you know, invest in time to spend like on learning that subject material so that you can use it in interviews and you can use it in any potential job you can get. Perfect, perfect. So what would be your favorite part about working as a PM? I think for sure, I, I alluded to it earlier, is just that be ability to have task variety. You know, as a PM, you know, every day is going to be slightly different. It's not going to be the same thing. Uh, that ability to, you know, talk to different stakeholders and kind of, you know, 
be a little bit more uh, uh, social with people. Whereas, you know, like as a software engineer, you might go to stand-ups, but then after that, you know, you kind of just work on your code by yourself. Um, and then another thing is just, I've always loved long-term thinking and planning and kind of imagining the future. And that's kind of what a lot of uh, what a PM does is thinking about, okay, where's this product headed in the short term as well as the long term? And how do we make a plan that, you know, benefits our short term goals, but also, you know, makes sense and is cohesive for the long term. And being able to talk to customers and talk to different stakeholders and to be able to be the person leading that initiative to figure out what's going to happen and where this business and its product is going to go. Uh, I really like that. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it feels uh, like something that's very important and something that's really cool uh, to talk about. Like, and, you know, it's, it's something that's easy to be passionate about for me. That sounds good to me. So um, let's take a step back to your most recent role at uh, Datadog. So um, what did your day-to-day -day look like at Datadog? Yeah, okay. So that's a, that's a bit of a hard question for sure because uh, many days would be very different. Um, but I think I'd start off and pretty much any day, you know, getting into the office, you know, going to the cafeteria, getting myself like... Uh, a drink, some snacks, you know, something to start the day off right. Then sit down. First thing I do is check my calendar uh, for any uh, upcoming meetings that I'm going to have in the day. Then I transition to kind of see what emails I might have gotten in the, you know, since the evening. Because, you know, as a PM, you're definitely going to get a lot of emails. And most of those, a lot of those emails are going to be outside of business hours. And then kind of going from there. So uh, some days I have, you know, several customer calls directly with like Datadog's customers, either to get feedback or like uh, getting some opinions on, you know, new features that we're looking to introduce. Other days uh, when there's some of the new features that I got to work on and that I got to see released, uh, at Datadog, the PMs are the ones responsible for, you know, making the release notes and, and updating the documentation to either update existing documentation or create new documentations whenever they introduce a new feature. That way, you know, customers know that it exists and then have the documentation necessary to be able to use it. Um, other things, there's something else that was really cool at Datadog, oh, I got to go out to a conference in Orlando, Florida, um, where I got to demo the product to, you know, people who might not have necessarily heard of Datadog before. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say a typical day. I wouldn't say there was a typical day. Things could be very different depending on, you know, what exactly I was working at the time. But then again, that's also kind of what I mentioned too is one of my favorite parts about being a PM is that just that task variety and be able to not have a typical day and, you know, have exciting things potentially coming up any day or any week of, of your job. Yeah, for sure. So another thing I've noticed over my journey in PM is that every company tends to have their own definition or image of what a PM does. 
So um, looking at your two most recent experiences at Datadog and BlackBerry, how did PM differ between those two companies? I would actually say for me, they didn't differ too much in kind of the job expectations of it. One of the main differences between uh, what I was doing at Datadog and what I was doing at BlackBerry was my work at Datadog was B2B. So the Datadog product is meant for other businesses, whereas at BlackBerry, I was working on something B2C. So an Android application that's meant for the general consumer market. Uh, another difference for me was like the work I was doing at BlackBerry was for a project that hadn't been launched yet. So it was still, you know, very much under wraps and uh, wasn't uh, something I could, you know, talk to customers about because then I would give it away. Whereas at Datadog, I got to, you know, have a lot of customer calls and work directly with the clients that Datadog has to get feedback and to improve the product. Other than that, like I'd say, other than the circumstances themselves being different with the product themselves, the tasks were actually very similar. So at both, I had a lot of ownership to decide, you know, what the new features that we wanted to introduce are and how they were going to be prioritized and when they should be happening and all the kind of acceptance criteria of what would make that feature successful and what wouldn't. Um, so they're very similar in kind of the individual tasks, even though the products themselves were, were quite different. Um, so, and to kind of extend on like what you're saying about uh, product management being potentially different at different companies, um, that, that is true, but I would kind of watch out uh, like as advice to like anyone listening to this who might not be as experienced with what PMs do. I definitely would watch out for the kind of jobs that, you know, make it sound like you're going to do PM work, but don't end up really doing it. Because if you're a PM, you should be kind of prioritizing a roadmap. You should be talking to customers if it's, you know, uh, applicable in that product circumstance to figure out, you know, where the product is going to go in the short term and long term and kind of work with your engineers to determine what's feasible and what's not feasible for them to accomplish uh, in the short term and the long term. And if you don't really end up getting that at your company, then in my opinion, that's kind of not a true PM role. And those are the kind of things that I would ideally try your best to watch out for so that you don't, you know, end up spending time at that internship hoping that it's going to give you, you know, real full-time PM experience when it doesn't actually. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So uh, with all your experiences in mind, you know, all these internships you've done, what advice can you give students? Uh, I think one of the difficult things about PM interviews is that they can be very wide ranging. Uh, you can get asked a whole lot of this. Uh, I think one of the difficult things about PM interviews is that they can be very wide ranging. Uh, you can get asked a whole lot of different questions. You can get asked, you know, the typical things, product design questions. So one of the, two of the most common questions that you'll get asked are, you know, what's your favorite product and why? Um, and then usually there's a follow-up question to that question, whereas like, how would you improve your favorite product? An important thing about that question um, for 
anyone who's done PM interviews before or anyone who's read a book like Cracking the PM Interview, uh, when they ask you that question, they're not asking you to say like, oh, I love YouTube because there's like a lot of funny cat videos, right? Like that's not the kind of answers that they're expecting. They're expecting you to pick a product and then tell them why that product is successful and good at accomplishing uh, and meeting customer needs. Um, so since that's such a common question, I'm gonna dive in specifically into this question because almost uh, you're highly likely to be asked this question in a product uh, management interview. Try to pick a product that isn't super mainstream. It's very hard to kind of say like, you know, YouTube's my favorite product and this is how it meets all its customer needs. Like when you talk about big mainstream uh, products like this, odds are, you know, your interviewers heard of them and they're going to have their own opinions. And if your opinion differs from theirs, you know, that's not going to necessarily go too well in your favor. So one of the first things if people are new to PM interviews, really look for a more obscure product, something that, you know, you've genuinely used, but isn't necessarily the most popular thing in the world. So that hopefully your interviewers never heard it before so that you can really, you know, give your opinions on why it's successful at meeting customer needs and, you know, make it seem a lot more convincing as opposed to you know, talking about a product that everyone knows and everyone's going to have their own opinion about. Um, another thing is the, they'll ask you like, here's this product, you know, how would you improve this product, right? Again, all about the customer needs, all about, you know, what is this product really trying to accomplish and what are the problems that it's there and existing to try and solve? And then seeing how it's weak in certain aspects of meeting that goal and then suggesting those as improvements. Um, another thing to rock the PM interview, uh, I had a bunch of like-minded friends who are also, you know, working towards getting good PM jobs. And, you know, we would meet up in person very regularly, or if we couldn't meet up in person, we'd do it online and we'd go through cracking the PM interview and other product management interview books. And we do those questions together, right? So we'd read a question, we'd go quiet for a little bit, and then we'd take, you know, five to 10 minutes or so to kind of really think out our answer. And then we present those answers to each other. And then we would give each other um, like genuine, honest feedback about like, okay, I think your answer was good here and here, but you might want to, you know, mention this. And that was great because PM is, a lot of it's going to be subjective and a lot, you, there's no way you're going to think of everything. So when you're bouncing ideas off of other people, you're going to learn new ways of thinking about things that aren't necessarily your thought process but are your th friend's thought process. And then you can incorporate that into your own thought process and then become more well-rounded in your ability to give good answers in those interviews. Um, and yeah, I, I'd say practice, 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 uh, just because of how wide ranging the questions could be. Uh, you know, you can never do too many questions um, and you can never consider too many different products and answers. I agree with that for sure. So 
Um, as our last question, so what's your thought press process going into preparing for an interview? So I know a lot of people don't focus more on, you know, competitor research or market research or, you know, practicing mock PM questions. So um, what's the cycle that you personally go to um, to prepare for your interviews? So one thing, whatever company you've got an interview for, make sure that you've researched their product before you t uh, do the interview. Um, it's not necessarily that every company is going to ask you questions about their product specifically, but there's a decent chance that there will be. And there's a lot of interviews that are going to appreciate that you're showing some level of knowledge in their product. Um, because if you're not interested in their product, then why should they hire you as a product manager to work for them? Um, so go in to their website, their documentation, whatever you can find, like from their official resources and try to understand is like, okay, what is this product about? Like, what is the problem that it's trying to solve? Who are its users? Who are its competitors? What do you, does it appear to you that they do well? And what does it appear that they don't do so well? Um, because they might ask you, like, how would you improve our own product? And if you're doing that research, you're going to have those ideas in your head already before the interviews even started, which is critical because it's going to be very difficult for you to kind of come up with something on the spot if you don't know what their product is even about. Um, I can definitely, uh, Tell the, uh, I can definitely tell you that something that my previous managers at my internships have said is that a lot of the times what really fails a student in these internship interviews is that they just didn't research the company at all. They get asked a question like this. They don't have any kind of reasonable answer for it. And then, you know, the interview kind of just goes downhill from there and they don't get the job. So I would say research the company and the product that you're about to do the interview for. It's, it's absolutely critical. Try to, um, one of the things uh, I've mentioned in this book like earlier, cracking the PM interview. If you go through all that, uh, the entirety of that book, you're going to see like what PMs look for, right? And when um, it's going to give you advice for all the kinds of different information that you need to you know, know about the company that you're trying to interview for, uh, so I kind of follow that process, right? Um, there's no science to it. You know, the more information you absorb, the better. Um, and then after you've done that, transition into practicing mock uh, PM interviews and try to kind of, based off the job description and based off what you've researched on the company and what their values seem to be, you can sometimes have this intuition of you know what kind of questions this company is going to you know ask you and then of course you know make sure to socialize with your friends who are also in pm because they might have interviewed for this company before and they might have some insight into the kind of questions that this company tends to ask so that way you can kind of narrow down your practice to the types of questions that you're expecting this company is going to ask you Oh yeah, I think that's absolutely true. I can definitely attest to how important research and preparation are for a PM interview. I've always found that understanding the company's mission, role, and product, as well as their competitors and industry, are must-knows when stepping into an interview. 
Well, everyone, with that being said, I think we've used all the time we have for today. Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey with our audience. And thank you to everyone for listening to everything we had to share. And we'll see you next time.